0: Hello and welcome to the Joyful Billionaires podcast where we're having conversations with other joyful billionaires to share our stories of transformation from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset and most importantly the impact this shift has made in our lives. Our purpose for the Joyful Billionaires podcast is to inspire and motivate everyone to claim their power of abundance and be a joyful billionaire. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Joyful Billionaire we are speaking with today is Paul Newell. Paul is a health and wellness guide, and he's going to share with us how we can use and take advantage of this big time out and physical isolation to be the happiest, healthiest, and the most physically fit we've ever been. Please welcome my dear friend, Paul Newell. Paul, please introduce yourself, and then we're going to get into a little heart space and get started.
1: Um, hello, everybody. My name is Paul Martin. Did a great job just uh, summing me up. Uh, I am. I am a guide. I'm. A, I'm a resource for people and helping them get change in their life. Um, and I and I rely on the things that I've learned and I rely on my experiences and the tools I use in my experiences to help people uh, get more fulfillment in their life, get change, get happiness. Um, get to the truth uh, of what's happening in their life. And it's, uh, it's a blessing to be here, man. Uh, I'm excited.
0: Well, it's a blessing. It's, it's just a blessing to be with you, Paul. I always, always, always find that when I get together with you, and I'm looking forward to that, is that we both bring each other's vibration to a higher level of consciousness. And that's why I love being with you. And to get into that higher level, Akash, we know what I love to do, and that's a little bit of contemplation, a little bit of meditation to get into that heart space. So mm-hmm. the invitation is for you, and i me. I'm not going to meditate for too long, but we're going to meditate just for a second to get us out of our thoughts, both you and me, and get us into this moment. And the invitation is for the audience to do the same and uh, just follow along with, of course, if you're driving and, and you're doing something that wouldn't allow you to uh, close your eyes <laughs> And meditate, I don't encourage that right now, but if you can, the encouragement is to let us get comfortable in your chair, get comfortable in your seat uh and become get become aware of your of your feet on the floor and your butt in the chair, and begin to just become aware of that presence within you. Just get still and become aware of that life presence within you and sometimes if it's a little hard to get to shift out of the thoughts in our heads. One thing I like to do is just become aware of the, of the presence of life within my hands. What is it like to be your hands today? What, is it, what are your hands, what is the inside, that life force of your hands feel like today? Is there a difference between the way your left hand and your right hand feels in the moment? Just become present to that life energy within your hands, pumping through the blood. Then move that life force, that focus, that awareness into your feet, into your toes. What is it like to be your toes today? Living, alive, vibrant. Then open your heart. What is it like to be your heart space today? That that organ that connects us to all things, that organ that brings in the, the spirit and the oxygen, The invisible from the outside mixes with our bloods and begins to pump that life force energy throughout the body. Open your heart to that exciting, wonderful energy within yourself. Begin to feel and experience life within you, that presence. That presence that is you. That abundant presence that's in you. That infinite presence that's within you. The unconditional love energy that creates all life, including money. Just be still for a moment and get quiet and connect to that part of yourself that loves and creates and has compassion. And get ready for a wonderful conversation we're going to have about wellness and fitness and all the wonderful things you're doing to make men and women's lives better, more filling, more joyful, more happy, more honest. And when you're ready, we're going to come back. And just for a short period, we're going to start with just sharing one little story about ourselves as boys. If you're a girl listening, think back when you were a little girl, think back when you were a little boy, what did you love to do? What were the things that brought you so much joy in life? Things you might've forgotten. And Doing the third person when Paul was a little boy, when Martin was a little boy, he loved to
1: finish that sentence. Hmm. Um, When Paul was a little boy, he loved to draw and create. Uh, Drawing was uh, a thing for him to lose himself in, a thing for him to venture off into lands he could create worlds he could create and um, yeah when when Paul drew he could escape um, he could be acknowledged uh, that um, and yeah, he could shine so yeah that's that was that's it for me yeah beautiful so you love to draw as a little boy create yeah. What was your they,
0: favorite medium? Did you like to use crayons or pencils or paints or watercolors or
1: pencil. Pencil. pencil just draw yeah, yeah. sketch. And I, I, you know, when I was I would I, you know, little Paul would see things and I'd do my best to bring it out into the into what I was creating and I would always practice. Like I practice like a part of a car, like a part of a person's face and like I just guess how I would get so good at it. You know, so um, yeah, sketching pencil. Even fine pens back in the day, like find the fine pens, like the Uh fine tip, because I could use it to like sketch and create grades and stuff, which was great. Yeah, I did it. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. Well, when Martin was a little boy, Martin loved to do. Martin loved adventure, Mm -hmm. and he liked to create as well. And that could be. I didn't care much about sports. That that seemed way too plebeian for me. Football and baseball, anything that had a ball everybody else liked that. So then I like, and I like being different. I like being an adventurous one, so, but I like people, I mean, I like organizing things like carnivals with kids in the neighborhood. And uh, I, I think I did something one time where I organized when I was a kid, I organized this thing where I would deliver breakfasts to people home. But, but what I really enjoyed most was any opportunity to go on an adventure on my bicycle. My bicycle was my freedom. And I lived in Southwest Georgia and there were tons of woods with bicycle trails. And you could take back in those days, you could take your bike off. I could go off for the whole day by myself or with friends and ride my bike and go explore the world. And I was, that's what I love to do. Just exploring the world on my bicycle. You're you have a company called the new wellness guide and you consider yourself a a change agent. Um, And I'd like to hear a little bit about what that means to be a change agent, particularly in the world of, of well-being, mentally, uh, spiritually, and physically. Tell us a little bit about what it means to be a change agent in that world today.
1: Uh, it's um, a guide for me. Uh, th- when I say that, it's um, it's it's being an advocate and being a stand for someone to create what they want in their lives by supporting them and guiding through through them through different types of changes Um, over the years with my experience. I mean, I've, I've, for the majority of my life, I've had experience with the physical body, like personal training specifically. Uh, And when I started teaching yoga and learning more about energy systems, and then I started coaching and learning about things like shadow and men's facilitation and archetypes, um, even meridians in the body and how they could show up. I recognized for myself and things I was experiencing that by using a collection of these different tools in a way that works for me, uh, it helped me through a lot of my my situations, a lot of my past, my stories and, and a lot of helped me through a lot of events in life. So as a change agent, I'm able to do that for others, like I'm able to take the knowledge and experience that I've, I've accumulated over the years and present something that's unique to that individual to get them to that goal. And it's um you know it's uncomfortable. It takes discipline. It takes um you know coaching, accountability, and um it's worth it because small changes make big differences.
0: Yeah, they do. So yeah.
1: we all we all want to live healthy and
0: he- healthier and wealthier and uh and, and have good well being, healthy well being, physically, spiritually, and mentally. But as a change agent, you know this as well. What do you think the biggest obstacle is? To, I mean, f- for diet, we all know what we need to do to 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 eat better and have a healthier, but we don't do it. What would you say the the obstacle is for most people that you help them to get through as a guide, as a change agent? What is the what is the obstacle? How would you call that? What would you call that
1: obstacle? Uh, sacrifice of self. <laughs> uh huh. It's uh. Um, something I found for myself and uh, something that I'm finding in people that I work with is ultimately there is um, there, there gets to be a sacrifice of who they, they've created. Um, and that sacrifice, it's to get to who they want to be. Um, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've always believed for myself and for, for people that I work with is that the, the the vision that we have of ourselves comes to us for a reason. You know, because there's something uh-huh. about us that's uniquely um, specked out, gifted to accomplish that, to be that person. The thing is, is that with our stories and um, you know whatever physical or mental or um, condition limitation we set on ourselves, you know there there's something there's a there's a person that I create. That I have to let go of to be who I want to be. So that's the that sacrifice of self is ultimately what I find is the biggest obstacle.
0: Yeah, it's that it's what we in the in the Mankind Project, and a lot of us who do shadow work mm-hmm. call the false self. We yeah. create an image of what we think we need to be because we don't really believe in, in what we truly are, is enough in some way. Mm-hmm. So we create a version of ourselves that says that kind of like uh perpetuates that myth of not somehow not being quite up to up to enough
1: Mm. so
0: i need to create a version of me that proves my value in some way and that and that so and then so since we have this sort of this shadow belief of somehow being not quite up to snuff in some way, then we begin to behave out of certain ways to, I guess, maybe it's to sabotage, to to live into that, into that false self. And maybe I don't feel like I'm worthy of having a healthy body. So therefore I'm going to eat and just give myself pleasure by eating things that are unhealthy in order for me to, in order for me to, to, to satisfy that, 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 that egoic belief of not enough. Mm. And, um, mm. so th- so uh we you and i've done enough work together just to let the c- world know you've you've coached me and i've coached you and so we know a little bit of background with each other and um, so tell us a little bit about wh- what what that obstacle was for you that what tell me a little bit about that false self that you were that you might have been uh let's call it um uh, asleep to you were in a you were in an illusionary belief system about you at one time uh, that you were able to transcend if you will to realization that you are enough as you are tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. that old that old paul that you've transcended through this work
1: mm. others might
0: be able to relate to
1: uh, you know, I would say, oh man, I would say. Uh, I know that's a tough one. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's tough. Bec- um. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, because there's a part of me is like uh, I don't really want to say this, and it's that's the part I get to say. So, um, uh, the the what comes to mind, uh, is it was I would say it was the summer after I lost my job. Um, my uh, and then I say like, what was this? Like three, like almost four, maybe five years ago now. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe four years ago. I can't remember. Time flies. Um, but you know, it was like I had a job that I thought um I had made it right. Like, and my conditioning back then was, you know, make your six figures. You'll be happy. You'll have a house. You have a nice car. You have a good job. And my job was cool. Like I worked from home. I got to travel every now and then for work and, um, you know, I was making good money. Like I had a cool infinity G 37, like, you know, I thought I was living, I had some money in the bank. I was going through a divorce at the time and I was determined and hell bent to think that, you know, once I got past my divorce, I would truly be happy. And um, you know, my divorce finalized uh, February that year. And literally um, the day I got divorced was the day I heard that I was getting put on a performance improvement plan and uh for those that are uh are hr people you know what that is but for those that um work outside of hr basically a performance improvement plan means you're on your way out the door <laughs> um like you're about to say bye bye so um about a month later i was eventually let go and like you know i was I, I i was living in my story like okay well damn man who am i without this like i made the 100,000 i really wasn't that happy um, and i kept going down like you know my i was running out of money um especially like with paying my lawyers from the divorce and eventually i was broke my car got repossessed literally um the next night uh uh my lights got the next day my lights got turned off then um the next day after that my water got turned off and wow. uh, and yeah i i was at rock bottom before you get there I, I want you to tell me what up. that felt like
0: what did you feel like? Oh let 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 us know. Go into go into what it felt like to lose everything that you had spent your entire life creating, including a relationship with this woman that you had a, you were married to. Just go into allow yourself for once what that felt like for you.
1: Um, a complete failure. Mm-hmm. What does failing feel like? Worthless. worthless. Uh Worthless. I felt like. There was like a fifty pound kettlebell at the bottom of my core. Right, right, wow, right, 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 um, right, It was like uh, I felt defeated, I felt hollow, I felt um, saddened, I felt in fear, I felt ashamed. Um, I uh, like I, I felt worthless.
0: Yeah, so what let me say let me just say you had spent your entire life building this false self to feel worthy, mm-hmm. to prove right. you were worthy. And then you went into this, then it all fell apart. And you basically lived into the shadow belief of unworthiness. And you had to, right. you had to experience, but, but then I wanted to talk. So there, therefore you, there, you were feeling that sense of just worthlessness and that's a p- terrible, yeah. terrible feeling. And I know that when I've been there, it feels like shame. Like, I'm just not even worth it. I'm, I'm, I, I just I, I feel, I just want to attack myself for being something basically flawed with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was rough, man. Um, so you hit
0: that bottom.
1: I hit that bottom. How did you get out of that and bottom? How back- did you get out of there? Uh, it was, it was a, it was a realization. Um, so I remember, uh, the day I got my water turned off, um, I was still in this place of ego. I didn't want to ask any, I, I was, I was resistant to asking anyone for help. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh, I remember I was like, I was sitting at my kitchen table. It had just turned dark and I had a candle on And, like, uh, I was looking around my house, and, like, the flicker from the candle was, like, I don't know. It was, like, put me in a trance, and I realized that I'm still alive. Like, regardless of everything, like, okay, I'm still alive. Now, what do I get to do to climb out of this? Because, like, everything I had told my story had said, it was, like, basically, if I had, if all these things had happened, I would die. And all these things happened, (laughs) you know like i had to I had to take a step forward and and say what was going on for me and start and begin asking for help and calling my creditors and doing these things and I got help and it was still um i had to constantly it became a practice for me as far as like self talk what i being aware of what I'm telling myself and then being aware of what I'm telling <laughs> myself <laughs> like you know it's it was like a two tiered thing with the same question so You're- um, that was how, I, how, how I, how I made this, I started to switch and it's, and it's a practice and a journey ever since, man. Like, you know, I still go back to those thoughts and then I come back to like, well, wow, I was here. So, and I got out, I can get past anything. Like my parents are both gone. I got past that. I got past this. I'm resilient. I am you know, resilient. So that a, a That's back.
0: what you discovered yeah. in all that. Just how resilient you yes. are. And uh, that's the word. That is the word. That was the aha. Yeah. I am, res- I have gotten through everything. And you also use the word life. And you realize that you fell back mm. into the life within you for that resilience and that power. And the life within you is what got you through all that.
1: Yes. That's an important piece. That's one of the things I encourage everyone I work with to have some sort of sitting with self or meditation or mindfulness practice. Because with with all else comes to a halt, coming back to self and realizing and being present with self is is in my mind the most powerful tool. I agree. I You're guys. talking
0: to a contemplative and uh, I know I've taught you some things around that field and I and I, I'm getting a little emotional just 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 sharing this as we share this together because I I know you personally and I know what an important um transition is made in our lives by being able to Fall deeply into that. Let go of that old story and really, literally, fall back into Mm -hmm. love with ourselves.
1: Mm, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So
0: that was your kind of aha realization that you are, I am resilient, and there's a life force in with me that's yes, it's got me, it's got me, it's going to get me through that. And so, yeah, I know for me and for I know for you that now. Talk a little bit about now that you've discovered it for yourself and um, that's th- th- let's see if we can connect that to what you're doing now and how you're bringing that that awareness into other people's lives so that they too can can begin to live uh healthier and and happier and more fulfilling lives basically thats I know that's what you do
1: yeah yeah um you know the the you know what I do when I work with people or how I work with people is I like to get a holistic view like what's your stress what's your sleep what's your movement what's your diet and it's free of like we're going to switch everything up the thing is what's the next thing we could switch what's the next thing we can shift um you know how I take my experiences is I I bring the personal training, I bring the yoga, I bring the energy work, I bring the shaman work, I bring the mindset shifting. Now it's creating, co-creating something with the person I work with, the man I work with, and helping them to get to their best, the highest version of themselves. And a lot of that is assessing what our skill sets are, assessing our situations, and looking at how we have our days planned and how we love ourselves. Um, and, and I think, especially with my experience working with myself, uh, one of the things I see that's also in other people is the, the learning to love wow. self, man. Um, and the learning to have, Just compassion stop right there, for one, self. slow there for one um, second
0: and say that again, that, that is so yeah. profound and so important. The learning to love and have compassion for yourself. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's, it's important. Yeah. It's so important, man, because, you know, as a trainer for 22 years and, um, as a yogi and yoga instructor for close to 10, uh, ten years now, I see that people will want to uh, have this want to be physically fit. And then the thing behind it is their why to be physically fit is in some sort of way to beat themselves up. Right. right? So if they miss or they do this, it's like, oh, I'm this or I'm that. Like, no, okay, like let's have compassion for yourself. Okay, we're going to get back on it and let's look at what was the blip in the in this, in the matrix. Yeah. What were you experiencing at the time? What was going on? What threw you off track? Let's look at that because you were doing great here. Now let's get back on it rather than beat yourself up. Let's look at what happened and then change or switch or flip the switch there. So that's that's what and that's where the compassion comes in, because the compassion is a person has to the compassion. It gives a person space. To witness their actions rather than be pummeled by. It. Exactly.
0: I want to. I want to just jump out of here and share my own personal little. What came up for me as you were saying that is that, for me, I have. Yeah. I have a little bit of a stomach. I mean, I'm 65 years old. and I got a little bit of a belly, and um and for a while I felt a lot of shame around that. I felt like, oh my God, you know, I need to look like those, you know, six packs. I need to look like that guy over there. Um and and mm-hmm. this is what I want to say, like, when I begin to love and accept my belly. Then I began to change my diet and my belly began to get, go away. It's amazing. It just shit from like if if I just accepted myself exactly the way I am and loved myself and compassionate, then I'm lovable with the belly the belly that I have. <laughs> right. <laughs> then out exactly. of that love for the belly that I it's almost like the same way with money. If I'm if I can love the money that I have then I can begin to do things to have allow more money into my life because I'm not, I'm not looking at the lack of money. I'm not looking at the, the, the unattractiveness of my belly anymore. I'm looking at it as, wow, look what I have. At least I have a, I have a belly. I have a stomach. I'm a grown man with a life. And then I begin to appreciate and love and have compassion for me just the way I am in this moment. Then I begin to Mm. do things then I can follow your teaching paul to to do those things we all know what we need to do Mm -hmm. to lose weight but why don't we do it right i i did it because i wanted to to prove i was i would go on and off of diet because i wanted to to lose the belly to prove i was lovable once i let go of that whole mindset unless i'm lovable just the way i am then i got out of my own way as you said a while ago about the the self get out of my own way to say, oh, yeah, well, maybe if I just ate, and you know what, I don't, I have a more natural inclination to eat healthier food now.
1: Right. It's, it's, it's interesting, you bring up something um, that I've, I, I, I've learned on my journey, it's a constant practice on my journey as well, and it's I love acceptance. that acceptance. In that, yeah, you know, in that moment when I was with that, I was free of lights and water in my car, I accepted my situation and acceptance. Oh, is love. My, of course like, it is unconditional love. If I can accept something like, listen, I accept it exactly as it is right here, right now. Like, and it's interesting. It's like, once I accepted that my gratitude really became more authentic in my perspective because everything like, listen, before I even have food, I'm like, I'm grateful for this food. I'm grateful for the resources to be able to have this food. Oh, junk. I'm able to get gas. I'm grateful for the resources to get this. And, gas. and that,
0: what a perfect,
1: you, what, what a perfect
0: word to, to use to put out to the world right now as we're living in this coronavirus, the word of acceptance. And let's talk about what you're mm-hmm. doing, how you're, how you're using that principle, that spiritual truth of acceptance to get you through and to begin to relate to this virus.
1: Uh, for me, it's accepting myself and my skills. Um, and what I mean specifically by that is, you know, how, accept. what are the ways that I specifically can be of service to the collective right now? Um, And when I talk about accepting my skill sets, you know, I I do personal training, I do yoga. And for me, a lot of what I want to help people with is the energy work and the tapping into connecting with themselves. And right now- Yeah, I'm I'm listening. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, so for me, it's like I've done, um, I do these shaman um, or drum journeys um, because it's something I've learned is, it's helpful for me to tap into something beyond myself. Um, So I've always been a fan of something called shamanism where where with drums and, and beats, a person can go into a translate state. I go into a trance-like state and I get resources and answers from guides, ancestors, power animals, my own intrinsic beautiful, self. Beautiful. Self. Yeah, so I do that. I put those out in the community. I have men's circles that are coming up. I do men's work for uh, for for men with the Mankind Project and the online uh, sl- uh, um, program called men, the Men's Work, and uh, also for me right now is I do a podcast, uh, men talk about, and I put out content to help people really get calm, find their center, find their balance. Um, with this time with the coronavirus, uh, you know the thing about centering is it's going to support strengthening our immune system is going to support our resiliency which what we talked about before that's my thing man i even got it on my bracelet right here i'm resilient um by by helping people come to that space martin um it will help them through this it will help them through this it will support their Mm -hmm. journey man because um when when people live in fear it breaks down our brain, our amygdala, get we get our amygdala hijacked, which sets chemicals through the body, shuts our body down. It messes up our eating, our thinking, our decisions that are made are irrational. It starts to create a whole, um, uh, uh, what is it, domino effect of things that impact the body. So coming from a place of calm and and. and um, acceptance and yeah, allowing. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think and, that's, you
0: know? I think what is, is, I think one of the things for me is accepting the fact that what this virus has done is it's shown me I don't control anything in this world. I don't control yeah. one thing. The only thing I have a choice in the matter is how I choose to respond. And I think that's yeah. what everybody right mm-hmm. now is we're being, we're, we're having a choice to respond from fear or with love. And what I want to say, too, about the word fear and, and having lived in a collective scarcity mindset world, a world that's built on a, uh, its, its economic system. Our, our, our economic our polit- are all built basically on an egoic belief. There's not enough in some way that we've almost become mm-hmm. addicted to fear. And this, right. I think, for me, the coronavirus is a matter of opportunity to, to stop and say, and to look at that addiction to fear. And what is that addiction to fear? And the way it shows up is complaining. How often do I complain? Mm. How c- I could complain about the coronavirus. Mm. I could complain about having to wash my dishes because they're dirty. How often, in the smallest and biggest ways, am I complaining? And where does that complaining come from? It is the opposite of acceptance. Mm. It is always, always, always coming from the egoic mind of not enough. I'm complaining because I'm in some way not getting my needs met from the egoic mind's perspective. And sometimes he told me the other day something, it said, when the ego, when the ego weeps for what it has lost the soul rejoices by what it has found.
1: Mm. And I think that's
0: what you're talking about
1: here. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, beautiful. Let's say, I love Yeah, how you let's put say that again. I, I, I like that too. That. Just, yeah, that when, was when, when, right
0: when the ego weeps for right what it on. has lost the soul rejoices right. by what it has found. And that is the path that you and I are both on Mm -hmm. and we're guiding others as a change agent that you are. I know you're doing this, man. And it's just beautiful to hear you articulate it with me today uh, in this conversation. So the, 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 the nosage out there is when you notice yourself, when I noticed myself, I noticed it last night as I was washing the dishes. This is why I came up. I said, Oh, i got to wash the dishes. The kitchen's the man. I thought, well, you know what? Okay. I could complain about this or I could say, wow, My dog can't wash the dishes. I have the the capacity to look around my kitchen and see that I can just get out some detergent, get out some hot and begin to look at all the beautiful place and the things that I have. And I just begin to transform that simple simple act of washing my dishes from a complaint to a love, Mm. to an opportunity to just be grateful that I have dishes. That I have a home. I have a life to wash dishes in. Right. That's transformation. That's change. Mm-hmm. Right. Ding <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yeah, have
1: a yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Cow so, the winner. So, so my advice dropped. for you yeah, and for me, great. Paul,
0: when we notice our little minds complaining about what we don't or don't have, or we're not. So, oh, I'm compl- I here. I am in complaining again. How do I? How do I, what do I need to do in transformation to that, to acceptance? That was the word you used, acceptance. That was the most powerful thing you said. So I want to go over now to, uh, for a few minutes and, and just to get get down to some real, some some real things that you're doing to, 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 to be, to be a transformation trans, uh, agent for yourself, a change agent for yourself and others. And, and we'd like to leave the audience with maybe, uh two, three of the most important things they could do to be to live healthier and and happier and more fulfilling and what they could learn and what how they could use this coronavirus coronavirus as an opportunity for the kind of changes in their lives so they can be more their life can be more fulfilling. Oh uh. Just some simple things they could Ooh. do right after they get off this call. They could do to, it could be as simple as walking outside and appreciating the flowers. I don't know. Whatever you come up with, man. I know we'll come up with something good.
1: So I got two. Uh, so thank you for the stop, man. Because it's two things that I've been honing in on um, for myself, and uh, I'm rec- as I as I'm practicing this, I'm recognizing the benefit of this. One of them, uh, the first one, is something I've recognized for a while. You, you actually put me onto this one. Is the contemplative uh, meditation or prayer? I personally call it sitting with myself. I love that. So for so for people that are listening to this, the first thing I I got two things. Uh, The first thing I would I say I think is, or I invite you to, is get a practice of sitting with yourself. And what that means is sit with yourself in silence and darkness. Um, free of your phone, free of any distractions, um, and make the commitment for a certain time. Um, uh, for me, I do it for forty-four minutes for my age. Um, but hey, if you're if this is the first time you're getting into this type of practice, do it for a minute and focus on your breath. Mm-hmm. Okay, focus on breathing as deep as you can. Set your timer: one minute, five minutes, ten minutes, one hundred and fifteen minutes, whatever it is. But and do it consistently. Okay see what happens, give yourself that time. I remember the first time Martin introduced me to this, I was like, cause as a yoga teacher, like I know meditation and it bores the hell out of me. <laughs> because like for me to try yeah. to stop my mind, like I like, right. I love my mind. Cause yeah. you know, oh, what, what, I
0: want to ask you a question uh-huh. real quick. What part of you does it bore? Yeah. It doesn't bore the heart, does it? It, 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 my, it bores the egoic mind, my it wants to do something film. else. It doesn't yeah. want to get quiet, does it? Yes. It's like, this is boring. Yes. yes. And uh, just, just notice right. that. Well,
1: it's, it's interesting. Because, yeah, it's interesting. And I'm interested with in what you say because that's the beautiful thing about the contemplative prayer. It was it gave me the ability to let all the chitter-chatter run through now. Oh. Yeah.
0: Let all that go, man.
1: Because the more I was resisting that chitter-chatter, the more it was just like, oh, you don't hear me? Okay, I'm going to get louder. <laughs> I'm going to get louder for you. How about that, Paul? Um, so that part of your, yeah, thank you for that question because it was the egoic mind that was like, I didn't want to, I, I was, I was, I yet to really practice being still. So my, my first is get, sit with yourself, get a practice of sitting with yourself consistently. And get, that's, that's also honoring yourself as sacred. I love that. Honoring yeah. Yourself I, I, I want to
0: stop there for and just give you a pause on that. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's to honor yourself as sacred. And one of the things that I teach and in my practice and I have something on Facebook called the financial mystic sanctuary. And I, I know you remember, and i encourage others to join it as well is to, is to begin to look at ways particularly now as to how you turn your life into, into a sanctuary. How do you turn your life? And that's, and that's probably one of the most important tools that we have is to go and sit with ourselves. So thank you for that. And, uh, and inside that sacred sanctuary, there's I know there's some other things that you might want to encourage us to create in this time of the coronavirus that's going to help us. What else would you suggest yeah. besides the meditation?
1: Uh, the second thing is ah, get, get a ritual. Tell
0: me about that. Tell me about what kind of ritual get would you yourself suggest? A ritual. What are you? Well, what's your ritual? Let's start with your own. Yeah. And you um, can,
1: well, this is this is my working ritual right now. Okay, get up. <laughs> right? That's the first thing, because if I'm if I'm if I'm dead, it's a wrap. But first of all, get up. Um pay attention to the first seven minutes as oh, I wake up. Wow. From what uh, there's something my teacher, uh one of my teachers is telling me about hip i uh, uh, hypno hypnologia, Hip some it's I I may be pronouncing the name wrong, but basically the time between our sleep and our wake state is such is, is said to be a very creative. Wow, form of that a lot makes of so much sense
0: to me because I wake up with vultures on the bedpost every morning. That egoic mind telling me, "Why are you getting out of bed? You're not worthy." And it's in those first minutes about how I do yeah. okay, take care of basic necessities and get myself into my sacred space. I love that, Paul. Thank you. I didn't. I never knew that the seven minutes, but it yeah, makes so man. much
1: sense. It does. And that's the thing. Like, I, until I became aware of it for my guide, I was like, wow. I, I found myself like I was in another state of being, man. Like, and I found that now, especially like making sure I, now my practice is writing things down, which is very helpful uh, after that space. So, after that space, now I'm now I'm now I'm in my um, Qigong. Oh, mode. tell me a little like bit I about Qigong. Qi it's, 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 this thing is for like those this. who may
0: not even know what Qigong is. So, what is Qigong? Huh?
1: Um, it's it, it the way I've learned it, it or taught myself about it is it's um letting flow go through your meridians uh-huh. or energy centers, so tapping into the net. Is that what we see people, with the Chinese has.
0: people doing over um, the park sometimes? Is that qigong? Okay, yeah. Okay,
1: it's either qigong or tai chi. Tai chi is more of a defense, okay. more of a fighting form. Uh, people a few few people really understand that. Tai chi is a very is 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 a very um effective fighting okay qigong is more the movement of energy um for me right now i'm dealing with hip concerns i'm gonna have a hip replacement so my hip range of motion isn't that great so being to stand in that in a position Mm -hmm. from there i get into my meditation and then i practice qigong which is qigong or animal flow which is moving energy throughout my body so right now that's my working meditation that's my working ritual um The intention of it is to honor my body, mind, and spirit as sacred before I start. Beautiful, my
0: day. beautiful. And
1: um the thing that's a challenge is, thank you, man. And it's a challenge because again, it's practice. It's battling that voice that says, "Man, just sleep in or check out what's happening on Facebook. Check out what's happening outside of yourself yeah. rather than check out with what's happening in." So
0: that's yeah, what makes it I, a practice, I love that, and and that's I, what I'm I appreciate with right that way you described it for yourself. I call it. It's like who's gonna get who's gonna get the keys to the bus today? And you know, if I wake up in the morning, my egoic mind—the yeah. vultures—telling me I'm yeah, not good enough, makes... and I better do all this to prove my value, and all that old story. Uh, that that I wake up with that has the keys to the bus, and I got to get the keys back. And I find that if I, in those seven minutes you talk about, if I go move into my spiritual space, my heart gets the keys to the bus, and that's how I get to go through my day because I'm, I'm plugged into that deeper source that yes. higher that higher more efficient operating system within myself within all of us to be, to be able to go out by day and become be, to, to make a more significant difference in the world when I'm coming from that
1: place. Mm. In, indeed man indeed. We all have we all have unlimited capabilities. It's, it's us tapping into activating our resources effectively yeah. To, to, yeah. to express them fully, you know? It's, it's really, and it's a practice. People get to find what works for them. That's the beautiful thing about what I love about what we do um, because I, I, I'm, I'm learning and understanding how we, want, exactly how we yeah. do one thing.
0: And when you break that down into how we respond, is how we do everything. How we, the, we, we have a choice in the moment, the moment, the moment, mm-hmm. the moment. The choice is, do I come from a place of fear or do I come from a place of love and acceptance? And that, that fear and complaining, I can complain mm-hmm. about washing the dishes or I can stop and say, wait a minute, I'm complaining about what? how can I shift this around in this moment to now that I'm washing the dishes with a place of love and acceptance. And that is what I think you're talking about. here. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I want to uh, give you an opportunity, Paul, because I know that you're, you're really helping yourself and a lot of people in this world to navigate through this coronavirus. How do people find out about you? How do they find out about some of the programs you're doing? Um, and how can they connect with you to get yeah. some support and some love from you to, to, to manage and navigate through this? And how can you help them?
1: Uh, some well, so I, how I can help is, can I, can I? bring a um various tools, um yoga, personal training, mindfulness, meditation, energy work. Uh, so it's really uh the first step is connecting with a person and seeing what their situation is and how I can support and help them, mm-hmm. or maybe someone else that I know can support and help them. Um, I mean, how people and how people can connect with me is. Um, they can reach me at uh on, on my on social media platforms on Instagram at Wellness Guide, N-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-G-U-I-D-E. Uh um that's on Instagram. And then on Facebook it's Paul Randolph Newell. You can uh PM me directly. My website is newwellnessguide.com. And uh also they can the best way to reach me is either text or direct call, 908 723 8977 908 723 8977. Um, and uh, we can have a chat, we can have a talk. Uh, also, they can check me on, on any of those social media outlets. And I also have a podcast for men and masculine energy called Men Talk About, uh, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That's and, called and, uh, Men Talk uh, About FM. So, um, and you're, and yeah, I yes. have been a guest, uh, Mar- and Martin's and been, a been a guest, a guest man. He's, yeah, he's my we first had guest. A- yeah.
0: Friggin' blast on that on that podcast together, and uh, and so so new wellness guide man, uh, man. is uh, is the name of your organization and the name of the company that you work from, and they can find you and, and your name is Paul Randolph Newell. That is correct. And uh, if nothing else those always just right. can find you personally on Facebook under your name and send you a message, and then they can that opens up a that opens up a conversation, and and and. It, And if you just start with a conversation and you can ask some questions to Paul and find out how he might be able, because the truth is is that both of us are coaches and we can't really help anybody unless we sit down with you and have a conversation about where you are today and where you want to go tomorrow. And then see if there's a way that my story and my life experiences and the techniques and tools I use can help you move from that place of where you are today and where you want to be tomorrow. And, so the invitation to anybody listening is think about where you are today in in regards to your health and wellness, and if there's if you'd like to move into a a newer place that's 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 more comfortable with the, your authentic self. It's not about you needing to change you. It's needing to let go of all these beliefs about yourself so that you can be more authentically you. You can embrace and accept the who you really are from mm-hmm. a more loving and more compassionate place. And the way Paul can help you is. Just reach out to him, send him a quick little text or a message to Facebook and say, man, I heard you on uh, the Joyful Billionaires uh, Mm -hmm. podcast with Martin, and I'd like to hear more about what you're doing and see if there's something in there for me. Would that be something they could do?
1: Yep, wow. absolutely. It sure it starts does. With the conversation. So um,
0: this is, me. you know, it's my very yep. first uh, maiden yep. voyage into the world of podcasting, and the name of our podcast is called the Joyful Billionaires Podcast, and that name comes from the fact that being a billionaire is something we can all claim for ourselves, uh, and it, it, and it, and you know you're a, a real billionaire, and you're li- you're living from a place of abundance when you're the joyful billionaire. Uh, and so we all we all have it within us to become joyful billionaires. And so thank you for sharing how you are a joyful billionaire, Paul. I know that you are. And um, thank you for joining me today. And let's sign out with these words of may love and prosperity prevail in your life. And when we wake up from this, whatever we're in, let love and prosperity prevail on a new earth. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Paul. I loved it. It Thank you, Martin. Appreciate you you
1: for having me, man. Thank you.